the Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you. How are we looking? The, uh, the weekend was uh, filled with a lot of different stuff. Saw the Brewers' bats come alive, and the uh, so far, a terrific start to the unofficial second half of the season, which was fantastic. You saw a police officer highlighted uh, with A.J. Dillon, not in a very positive light at Lambeau Field. 78,000 at Lambeau, by the way, for the the match on the pitch, if it were, as uh, you had a couple, of, you had a friendly go after it, and which was, you know, hey, a good revenue generator for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, then the bad news. And we've been alluding to this all along. And people get so bent out of shape, so angry. Maybe it's because it's the bucket of cold water on some of the hopes. But we kept saying there's something that's not right with what's not being said about David Bakhtiari. And every time we did it, it was always met with blowback. And damn it, every time. Sometimes, I've been doing this since 1999. Mike Clements has been doing it a lot longer than I have. And we both said... It's what's not being said that is that is worrisome. We kept saying that nobody is saying, no, no he's going to be good. No, no worries. None of that. It was always, well, it's a tough injury. Well, he's working hard. Well, and we, we, we both said it. You know, here, here's the, the, the cautionary salvo over the bow, if you will. And then sure enough, David Bakhtiari is going to start on the pup list. Now, what that specifically means, we'll have to wait and see. But it's not good. A guy, after being out of football for, for the most part, a year and a half now, uh, he's been working hard, okay. He uh, got into a game, had some snaps, okay. Wasn't able to go in the postseason after that, okay. That's what we know. There was a lot of talk about the knee being drained and going back in and clearing things out and and then, you know, you hear all of this and you think, okay, so he should be ready to go. No problem. And you sit there and say, wait a minute. And sure enough, sure enough, David Bakhtiari, pupless. Now we'll have to wait and see how long he has to be held out, but it's not good. You know, I, I still have people that are telling me, well, this is a good thing. How? How is it a good thing? Yeah, it's going to give him extra time to rest up and get ready and, and give, but, you know, it's been a year and a half. It's been a year and a half. Four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Is that going to be a difference maker? It is uh, It is disconcerting, to say the very least. This goes back to May 2nd. Brian Gudekinst talking about the progress of one David Bakhtiari. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in David and, and him getting back to where, where he needs to be. I know he's working his tail off and, and feel good about it. At the same time, I think it's the National Football League and, and injuries are tough. And I think we have to be prepared either way. But um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Dave's going to get back to the level that he was at um, prior to the injury. Have to be prepared either way. I'm confident he's going to be back. In other words, we're not telling you he's ready to go. We're hoping. Hope is a, a, a tremendous thing to have until it's gone. And you hope that Bakhtiari is able to come back. You hope that Bakhtiari is is able to return to form. You hope. I mean, all of that is tremendous stuff. But there was always something nagging there. And for all of us in the media, and I'm not just saying it's just myself and Mike Clemens. Like, you know, we're only the uh, the people where it's you know masters of the obvious. But it's been written out, written about time and again. It's been talked about. 
people both on microphones and away from microphones. We've all been doing this. And they were not giving us the positivity regarding David Bakhtiari and that injury that we wanted to hear. Here's then the question. And you go, now think of this. Think of this for a second, okay? Back when David Bakhtiari re-signed his second big co- big contract with the or with the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, okay? At the time, it was... We all said, you got to do this, right? You got to resign him. You got to give him this contract. You got to make him the highest paid tackle. He's considered the best in the industry. You got to do this. But there was still that voice that was back there in the back of your head saying, and you, you hated to go to this reference, but remember, Ted Thompson always said, never a second big contract for an offensive lineman. Just won't do it. The injury and the recovery is just too, too much risk. Just He just didn't do that. It was very, 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 very rare cases that Ted Thompson would consider that. So for all of us, it's kind of like the Christian Yelich signing. At the time, absolutely, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You make that deal. For that amount of money, for what you have, you make that deal. And remember, it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers had already talked about, you know, the fact that a lot of these good players, you bring them along, you develop them, and then you get them, and then when they're in good positions, you let them go. What are we doing? And we all agreed, right? So to make that deal for David Bakhtiari, second big contract for the Packers, considered the best left tackle in football prior to the injury, no-brainer. No-brainer. Right? And now you start to go, ooh, hindsight being what it is, certainly. You say, well, maybe Ted Thompson's on to something. Maybe back when he said that years and years ago before his passing, he was on to something. You just don't do it a second time. Maybe it's just uh, the, you know, you let the exception of the rule go just because, you know, you want to live and die by the rule. I, I don't know. But Bakhtiari on the pup list. So there you go. Uh, Rick says if he's not healed by now, he's done. He's never going to be back to 100%. Uh, Ron says Bakhtiari, waste of a roster spot, time to move on. Ronald says, sorry, I think it's going to be no more than a part-time player from here on out. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Hit us on the Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube, watch the program, and participate there as well. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Find us on Twitch TV uh, under the same. You can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And Ben Z. Kenny producing the program at Ben Z. Kenny on Twitter, at Ben Z. Kenny. Ben, how was your weekend, man? I had a chill, restful weekend. I was going to ask Did you. you play golf? I played a little bit of golf. That didn't go well, but that's okay. We're fighting a lot. Okay. I was going to ask you worse news right now. So I cracked my computer screen this morning. I'm dealing with a disaster. There's oh, that. Geez. There's Bakhtiari going on the pup. And most importantly, I think that was neglected. Uh, you neglected to mention Buffett got canceled. It got postponed. You are correct. So we were uh, we got there at about noon down to Alpine Valley, uh, the entire crew. And we set up the tailgate. Beautiful blue skies. Hot as hell. And uh, we set everything up. We did our grilling. We imbibed. We had our had our had our food, everything. And we were sitting there eating. And a friend of mine on the police department said, "Hey, uh, he knocked on the door and said, "Hey, heads up, 
they might be canceling this thing for tonight because the weather's looking worse and worse and worse. And um, so we we kind of thought, yeah, let's get which you know what and and I I don't blame them. Uh, it's it's the right call if you're going to have tremendous downpours and bad weather you don't put people in risk and you certainly don't put people out there and that kind of stuff so not for a concert so uh we kind of started packing some things up and and ben we had did you see the uh, picture by the way of the rv i did downtown waukesha yeah (laughs) i'll tell that story coming up uh but so we got the rv we got the new rv and it's stunning it's even more beautiful than the one we had last year but what we did now this was cool so everybody gathered at my house prior to going down to the to the concert. And uh, one of our friends, uh, his name is Peter, he owns a, a small microbrew and a bar up in uh, Grafton, Cedarburg, called Rebellion. And he said, oh, what's that over there? And I said, well, that's all the PA system equipment for when I do road broadcasts. And he looked at me and he said, well, why don't we bring that and play the Buffett music through it for our tailgate? Because I just had one of those little JBL speakers, you know. And I, I said, well, you know, it's kind of big to set up. He's like, how long does it take you? I said, well, eh, a couple minutes, I guess. He's like, no, we got, we got to take it. We got to take it. So I'm going to tell you more of that story um, about that uh, coming up. But we ended up setting up the tailgate, taking the PA equipment, blasting Buffett. We had a great big party and a lot of other music. So we had a jamming tailgate site. We had the table set up, the chair set up, the cooler set up. The, the food inside the fridge and on the outside as well. There's a grilling station and a refrigerator outside of this vehicle, which is unbelievably fantastic. So thanks to Cunis RV because it's it's amazing. So we got set up. We did our tailgate. And then, uh, then we got the heads up that this thing might be canceled. So we started tearing it down. And then our buddy drove by on his uh, on the 4x4, one of the police officers, and said, yeah, it's it's they're going to call it. He said, you may want to get out of here now before the track, because a good crowd had already piled in to Alpine Valley into the parking lots and the fields. So we hightailed it the hell out of there. And just as we were heading to the gate, uh, the announcements came over that Buffett was canceled and they have postponed it to August 20th. So we're, we're going to go back. We're going to be back for it. But, yeah, it uh, was a little bit disappointing. It was somewhat anticlimactic. So what we did was, uh, as we're driving back, Back to my home base, I said, uh, I just kind of, instead of taking, you know, 164 up to where my house is, I drove straight into Waukesha. And everybody's in the back. And it's not that they're in the bag, but everybody's been kind of drinking during the day. They're kind of like, where are we going? We, you know, nobody could believe that I drove a 40-foot RV through the, downtown, the streets of downtown Waukesha. And I did. And I actually found a, I parallel parked this thing. And I actually found a parking space, so we had to get out and take a picture of the whole group in front of this thing, which was a lot of fun. It was fantastic. And we just decided to walk the streets of Waukesha. We went to Spring City Wine. We went over to a nice ash cigar bar. We went to La we, we parked it down at La Estacion, uh, a Mexican restaurant downtown Waukesha. We went in there about nine o'clock at night and uh, had uh, had a late meal and everybody had margaritas and stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't. I'm driving, but uh, it was it was a blast. It was a blast. So we made the best out of a bad situation, and we'll do it all over again come August twentieth, Saturday, August twentieth. So there you go. 
Uh, let's do this because we are going to talk to Mike, uh, Mike Clemens neck. Mike's uh, going to be at the uh, shareholders meeting and Mike is going to join us. I know we're a couple minutes early, but we're going to take a break. So we get a lot of time with Mike before Mike has to run this portion of the program brought to you by good friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael sports talk network. And uh, don't forget uh, that there is no Wednesday night live this week as they get ready for the Wisconsin state fair, which starts a week from Thursday, no Wednesday night live, all the vendors, everybody's starting to move into the Wisconsin State Fair Park. So no Wednesday Night Live this week. But the Wisconsin State Fair starts a week from Thursday. We will be there live Thursday and Friday to kick off the Wisconsin State Fair. Really looking forward to it. But more so, thanks to our friends at Bud Light who had a major announcement that came out just before the weekend. A major announcement. I knew about it. I had to sit on it. I couldn't say anything. But a major announcement. That came out over the weekend, and I want to get into that discussion a little bit later on in the program as well. They are now taking over the ship of the Fiserv Forum. Fiserv will still be called Fiserv, but uh, they uh, ended up outdoing Miller. I don't know if Miller didn't want it or Budweiser wanted it more, but Bud Light, Budweiser, Beachwood Sales and Distributing all got into the sponsorship of the Fiserv Forum. So you had uh, Miller Park is no longer Miller Park. Miller decided not to renew the 20-year uh, lease on the naming rights for Miller Park. It's now American Family Field. And now they have lost out. They didn't feel it valuable enough to keep the Pfizer Forum. So I know it's met with some disdain, but it's, so be it. Uh, again, I go back to whether it's American Family or Budweiser, whoever's going to support our team, damn it, uh, I give them kudos. And Bud Light uh, did it. So kudos to them as well. And that was a big announcement that came out over the weekend. We'll get more into that coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Fisher House, Wisconsin, Sunday, September 4th, and pre-registration continues to grow. And uh, hopefully if you uh, are a motorcyclist and you're going to join us, sign up because there's some great pre-register. For only for those who pre-register, there's four particular prize packages. So normally you get like a T-shirt or something like that rather than going through all of that, you know, rigmarole, we're going to go ahead and give you away uh, some really cool packages uh, and a drawing right there the day of for four different particular packages. One is a Bucks uh, package, one is a Brewers package, one is a Badgers uh, football tailgate package, and another one is uh, races at Road America as well. So get pre-registered. Go to uh, facebook.com slash run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. All the information is right there. Or if you want to go just sign right up, go to FisherHouseWI.org and the events page, and you'll find uh, the Big Unit Poker Run. You'll go to the link that just says register now. So you can do it either way. Uh, FisherHouseWI.org. Excuse me. FisherHouseWI.org. Go to the events page. You can find it there. But uh, either way, get signed up as we are now uh, starting to uh, head down the stretch run of this thing as we're about a month and a week away 
from uh, from getting underway our 15th annual motorcycle poker run. So some really, really good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Uh, our good buddy Mike Clemens uh, is going to be covering again with us uh, for the entire season and going to be covering the Green Bay Packers all season long for us as per usual. And uh, joining us now uh, on the line up there in uh, in Green Bay. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. About 17 miles south of Green Bay, headed to Lambeau, and we've got the shareholders meeting happening today inside Lambeau. So there will probably be maybe eight to 10,000 fans, shareholders there, and Mark Murphy and the board of directors will talk about their financial performance in the past year. Orange Cones, I'm reporting, about 15 miles south <laughs> of the stadium. <laughs> you know, they're doing the summer road repairs, so... You know, allow extra time if you're headed up here. So, Mike, you and I have talked about what's not being said quite a bit. And what's not being said is, oh, Bakhtiari, he's going to be fine. He's going to be ready to go. And we kept talking about it. And it was put off. It was poo-pooed. Don't worry about it. And now it comes to fruition that, sure enough, he's not ready to go. So give me your thoughts first and foremost. Well, a week ago, you asked me this question on the air. As we were kind of going through the list of guys that are coming back from injuries, uh, and that the number one question mark on your offensive line is is David Bakhtiari. And you said, do you think he'll be ready next week for practice? And I said 50-50. I did not have a good feeling about it. I know folks that cover this team every day in the media, um, it seemed like a majority of them said, well, you know, according to LeFleur, you know, gosh, he, he did play in that game, that half against Detroit. Uh, and, you know, things have been positive. And I, I didn't understand that analysis, and here's why. Um, a year ago at this time, Bill, we saw David Bakhtiari jumping up and down and doing drills with the trainer, uh, high-stepping, uh, jumping over things. He actually put on a helmet, took a few snaps. I think it was during camp or maybe in September. You know, the, the very first day he did that, I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter and showed people, all right, David's working through some of these things. A day or two later, then he wasn't on the field. And then by October, they pretty much admitted there had been a setback and he had to go in for some cleanup surgery. You know, he had suffers the torn ACL on New Year's Eve, getting ready for a game back in 2020. And to me, it just seems like David probably was working it too hard. And, uh, and then they had to go in and do that second surgery in October. They, you know, he really didn't want to play in that Lions game. He told us the one time we got to talk to him that week that it was Aaron Rodgers that nudged him and said, you should get some snaps into Detroit so you can get ready for the playoffs. Well, he played that half in Detroit. He didn't play in the first game. And then, you know, in January, he tells Aaron Negler, yeah, for 15 of the 17 weeks, they were draining my knee. And, you know, when you're coming back from ACL, you had that knee injury, you know, in college. If you if you think you've rested up, you think you're ready to try it out, you go on the field, you participate, you know, partially in a practice, where you really can tell is the next day when you wake up. Did, did the knee respond with some inflammation? Maybe it needs to be drained? Or, you know, can you... How do you feel the next 48 hours? And obviously, he's still not there yet. And the thing that made me feel negative about this was that last thing that Brian Gutekind said regarding Bakhtiari six, seven weeks ago when he said, you know, 
we got to be prepared for whatever happens. So to me, the general manager's feeling that he was getting from the physician was it's 50-50 right now. And the other thing is, as I said a year ago this time, you'd see David working out during practice, high-stepping and rehabbing. He didn't touch the field. I went to every OTA, every minicamp practice this spring, Bill, and while others in the rehab group were over there on the on the traction machines, he was just milling, walking around, not participating, not doing any high-stepping drills. They were they were totally in, let's let this thing heal first and see how it goes. So anything can happen. Maybe he start, he's back in a week. Maybe he misses camp. Maybe he's back in two years. Maybe it's career-ending. Mm-hmm. It's, it's day-to-day, and it's up to his knee and the doctor's to determine where they're going to be able to go from here. Um, so now I, I guess the next question is because, you know, you wonder about where David Bakhtiari is actually going to be at some point, so we understand that. But now what What do you do? The offensive line, Elton Jenkins is not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. We know that. He may not be ready until the end of October. Who knows? Or at all, uh, depending, you know, watching what David Bakhtiari went through. So now the next question is, is it, uh, you would assume Yash Nyman going to be your left tackle. So how does this affect the depth on the offensive line? And the next question is, do you see them, like I think they might pick up a veteran before it's all said and done? They could. They could pick up a veteran because, to me, um, after Yash takes the left tackle position, to me it's wide open at right tackle. And they talked about some depth charts have got Cole Van Lannan lining up at that position. Uh, And I – that – uh, you know that I need to. I'm from Missouri on that one, Bill. You got to show me, because you know he was pretty much a practice squad kid last year. Uh, smart football player out of Wisconsin from Ashwaubenon, but he needed to develop more in terms of his body. I he took some of those snaps at right tackle with some of the first team when Jordan Love was out there, but I, I think that's a huge question mark with you know with Billy going to to the Denver Broncos, back to them, they don't have that veteran guy right now that could step in there. I think they're solid at guard with John Runyon and Royce Newman and some of the other backups that they've got, and I think some of these rookies are, are great, but you know, right tackle right now is a question mark in an, an open competition between now and when they play the Vikings, if and when Bakhtiari can come back. Sean Ryan, uh, a guy you had mentioned, uh, you know, I know that when I talked to Wayne Larry, he might be more ready to uh, step into a, a right tackle situation than anybody. Do you? And again, you're relying on a rookie, a guy that's going from a, a guard, a left guard position to a right tackle position. Do you see them making that uh, change and putting a rookie in there right away, Mike? Sure. I'm sure Luke Buckus has, you know, has talked about what he has seen in the classroom, in the adjustments, in some of these limited drills that they've had this spring to LaFleur. LaFleur will have these guys in helmets and shorts for the first three or four days starting this Wednesday. Then next week when they put on the pads, right you know, right away, man, they will they will line him up against maybe Rashawn Gary, you know, Preston Smith, and see what some of these kids can do on the one on ones. Once upon a time there was a fourth round pick who Clay Matthews could not get around, and that's how David Bakhtiari won the job as a rookie out of the gate. And then so you got some of these other guys on the PUP. You mentioned Elton, Elton Jenkins. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do much rehabbing either. As a matter of fact, I even saw him kind of 
limping around during one of the mini camp sessions. Uh, but so, you know, he's, what did he get hurt in November last year with the ACL? Uh, uh, Kylan Hill, the running back, another ACL guy. Well, those, they'll be coming later in the fall. And then Robert Tunyon on that, on that list that came out Friday night from Field Yates. And by the way, Field Yates from ESPN, I, you know, I learned about where he get His information is solid. He's, he's ticking off NFL <laughs> coaches and teams, man, because that stuff that he gets when it comes to the PUP and some of the transactions, he's got an excellent source, and you can take it to the bank. And he was the one that put out that list of the nine Packers on the PUP Friday night. And then Domofsky, you know, must have got it from the Bakhtiari camp that you could put David in there as well, that he did not pass his physical. He will not be on the field this Wednesday to get started. But Robert Tunyon, uh, you know, that was another one. Oh, 50-50, maybe he's back, but not. Although you've seen Tunyon, though, doing the rehab, doing the exercises, he's made a lot of progress. So I feel good at some point Tunyon is going to be able to be active during training camp. Mike, uh, before I let you go, i got to ask you the, uh, the viral video that came out over the weekend during the, uh, during the game after the rain delay when A.J. Dillon goes to do the Lambeau Leap. G- I, give me your thoughts on that because uh, there has been a lot of reaction to that. Yeah, so it's the soccer game that they've got Saturday night, which, by the way, you know, Mark Daniels pointed out God, they sold over 78,000 tickets to this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a Packer home game almost has that much, you know, just a little under set. That's the average. So big crowd, but we knew that the storms were coming. Sorry about the parrot heads and you guys getting canceled down in the <laughs> Alpine Valley. So, you know, the game is going on. And, you know, what, what happened before that, they had a rain delay, and some naked guy went running on the field. You know, and I, you know, Ebo really <laughs> needs to get some help. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. A naked guy ran onto the field, and security had to wrap him up. And then during the rain delay, A.J. Dillon, you know, th- this guy, he's everywhere when it comes to community and interacting with fans. I, I, I can't think of a player that's been more social and fan-friendly than the way A.J. Dillon has been the He's at that game, and he's got a Manchester, red Manchester uh, jersey on. And so during the delay, somebody says to him, hey, why don't you go out there and, you know, liven up the fans, maybe do a Lambo leap or something. So he goes down to the tunnel, and he's down there in the south end zone, same spot where Leroy invented it, you know, 30 years ago. And he's pointing to the fans, hey, how about I do a Lambo leap on these two security guys? One is, is an officer. They think they've got some nut on the field. Like, where did he come from? And they, they grab him, and they start to question him. It happens just in a matter of seconds. But one guy got kind of pushy with him. One of the security guys got kind of pushy with A.J. Dillon after A.J. probably identified himself. No, I'm A.J. Dillon from the Packers. Can I just do a Lambo leap here? Well, okay. And he kind of pushes and shoves him. And I put that up on my uh, Twitter account because a fan, you know, had the video of it. And then he went and did the Lambo leap. But, you know, it's like – Cops, they can't win. You know, everything they do is on videotape. But he, he probably could have been a little bit, the, the, the officer could have been a little bit more congenial, handing whoever that was that uh, mm-hmm. they'd come out to, to, to be with the fans. So a little, an awkward moment for a couple of moments, to be sure. 
Mike, good stuff. Uh, enjoy the shareholders meeting, and then uh, we will talk again. Uh, I'll talk to you later today because I'm thinking that we might be up there for the broadcast for the started training camp on Wednesday, but we'll work out the details. All right. Okay. Well, I know some buddies in the media that are looking forward to getting together with you and, you know, go out and cover up some stakes. Have you got a question for Murphy? Because I'm going to be able to talk to Mark. Because the profits are great. They really bounced back last year, and Title Tom is is fantastic as an outside revenue source. Just ask the Chicago Bears, man. They've got envy for what Green Bay is doing. That's why they Mm -hmm. want to get out of the downtown. Here's my number one question for Mark. All right, all this other stuff you got going with Titletown is great. What are you going to do about game day parking for fans, right? Right. So, I mean, you know, they got the grassy fields. They got all the activities in the parking lot around the stadium. And you got fans walking six blocks, you know, in January to games. Uh, if you guys think of anything, you know, put it on my Twitter account, and I'll see if I can ask the Packers CEO about it this afternoon. Well, you would assume that there is a rather large parking garage and upward-built structure coming in the very near future. Don't you figure that? Right. I think that's a revenue stream, right? Right. I mean, not only for Packer game days, but for things that happen in that area at the rest center or activity you have at Titletown. If you got four or five stories, maybe south of the of the stadium, so it doesn't kind of block the view. But just to get the uh, more fans a block away from the stadium, like you do for most other sports venues, would be a good idea. So I'm going to see if I can get some answers on that today. Yep, yep, I would assume so. Good stuff, Mike. As always, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go, Mike Clemens, giving us the lowdown. His thoughts as to. Uh, as to the news that David Bakhtiari is still not capable of uh, full participation, and uh, now you really, really, really start to wonder. Now you really start to question what's going on and if he's ever going to be able to return and be a full go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they have to the end of the month, Four years, no interest financing, if you want to go in that direction. Four years, no interest. Think about it, okay? Or, or how about this? How about 250 bucks off a window, per window, if you're going to just do it in that particular uh, you know, way? Say you only got a couple of windows to, to replace rather than the whole house. Go in that direction. Maybe you want the slider windows, 400 bucks off per slider window as well. Plenty of different options right now to finance or to get money off at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Give them a call. They can, for the free in, in-home consultation, free in-home consultation, you can check that out. Free. They'll come in, custom measure, then they can custom order, manufacture, assemble, install different hardware, match it up to the interior, the exterior of your home. You're good to go. Check it out. PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A. PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Or the easiest way to do it will be just call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Again, 855-PELLA-WI. Either way, both of those financing offers, tremendous, but even better so, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. That is a great investment, and that is a great value. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I mean, time will tell. I, I, I 
we fully anticipated him being ready to go, but, um, you know, we, we did last year as well. So I think time will tell, but we feel good about the work that he's put in and where he's at. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back to the program. By the way, Mike Clemens earlier joining us talking about David Bakhtiari and uh, getting into that discussion. Uh, Mike, again this year, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just one mile from Lambeau Field. It's perfect for a family stay or maybe you're heading up for training camp or a game. The Bay Family Restaurant, homestyle cooking seven days a week. The Bay Motel, 1301 South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations. See if they have some availability. 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Or go online to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Welcome back to the program. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, today... You know, we haven't really gotten into the Brewers side of things, okay? We we haven't done that yet, uh, and we will because the Brewers had a pretty solid weekend hoping to get the four-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies coming up later tonight at American Family Field. Also, the announcement of the Pfizer Forum, switching from Miller to Budweiser products. Uh, so that was a big announcement over the weekend as far as sponsorship goes. So we've got that to discuss. Uh, just a lot happening, but uh, I, I think – the larger news over the weekend came when uh, it was leaked out that David Bakhtiari going to the pup list, not going to be able to start the uh, the season with the team. Hey, one other side note, and I just had uh, somebody over on the Facebook fan page ask me this, said, what was the final of your poll question last week when you talked about the Brewers? What are they closer to being, a World Series contender or out of the playoffs? Uh, the uh, final votes, just under 500 votes, 79.7% of you said out of the playoffs. 20.3% say World Series contender. Uh, I don't know if that's going to or if that would change if we put it up again after the weekend, uh, you know, success that the Brewers had. Uh, but nevertheless, it was still uh, a pretty uh, pretty distinct thought, so to speak. A um, couple of things. First of all, Field Yates uh, says the Packers placed nine players on the pup list including Tanyan, Christian Watson. I'm not kidding. Elton Jenkins, Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby, and the D-lineman Dean Lowry. You're like, well, wait a minute. What? Field Yates, going back last week, so they placed nine players in the pup list, including the tight end, Robert Tanyan, wide receiver, the rookie, Christian Watson, who the Packers traded up to get, the offensive lineman, Elton Jenkins, which we all knew, Mason Crosby, their kicker, and the defensive lineman, Dean Lowry. All of that happening. So, now, now remember, any player that's actually placed on the pup list before training camp can come off of that pup list at any time. So it's not awful. Remember that. It's not, you know, we're six, eight, ten weeks into the season, you're still wondering what's going to I mean, these guys basically, they're not ready to go yet. Hang in there. They're not ready to go yet. Hang in there. 
but that was the uh, that was the group of people that were put on the pup list. So uh, we'll find out more, obviously, as the Christian Watson discussion, because I mean, you're you're going to say, well, wait a minute, that you tra- you traded up to get that guy, traded up to get that guy. Hang on there a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you putting your uh, your rookie on the pup list? So we're going to find out what exactly the issues are. Uh, 877-867-1670. So let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to talk to Mac, Matt Mitchell uh, on it. Uh, he's going to talk a little betting with us. That's coming up, which a new segment, by the way, begins today where we're going to talk some betting and such. All brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, a big sponsor of the uh, the 15th annual poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We got that coming up. Got to get into uh, a few of the stat lines, so to speak. You've got, obviously, the Brewers and uh, what their bet lines are now to get themselves not only into the postseason, but how deep they could possibly go. Uh, what does all of this do when we start looking at uh, potential favorites to win a Super Bowl, to win divisions and such? How close are the uh, Minnesota Vikings to the Green Bay Packers? As that statement was made last week, we got all of that coming up. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's a tremendous summer, and we're only halfway through it. Our friends over there at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino reminding you it is a big money summer as well. Stop into Pottawatomie Hotel Casino just down the road a bit from uh, American Family Field in Milwaukee and uh, let your summer vacation begin. A lot of events, a lot of different happenings going on down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Also a big sponsor of the 15th Annual Poker Run, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We can't say thanks enough to them. And they bring you this portion of the program. And Matt Mitchell, the audio director over there at the Action Network, a New York-based media company that uh, has become part of the market leader in sports betting, whether it's news, picks, information. He's got it all. They've got it all. And he now joins us, going to be joining us a couple of times a week, as a matter of fact on the line. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start off with uh, all, all this news regarding pup lists, and specifically here in our own backyard. When you hear a name like David Bakhtiari, you've got Christian Watson, their first-round draft choice, their kicker, Mason Crosby. How much does this start to affect the betting lines for, say, teams that will win the division, teams that are Super Bowl favorites, things like that? Ultimately, the availability of a non-quarterback will have a pretty minimal impact on betting lines. I mean, unless there's a number of them in concert and it's beginning to impact a week one line, but we're so far out from that uh, for a lot of these players. And, you know, when we talk about a, a player availability, it's basically quarterback or nothing in terms of impacting actual uh, odds and futures markets for the NFL. So I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, uh, value impacting uh, Packers ticket holders. 
How much does, when you see big movement, Tariq Hill goes to the Dolphins, uh, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders, how much do you, you said it's basically non-quarterback impact. Do those guys, do big names like that impact betting lines, impact teams, so to speak, and, and catches and all the different side bets and prop bets and such that go into some of the seasons? Oh, sure. I mean, you'll see enormous impact in prop betting markets because that's a, a player like Hill, for example. Suddenly, uh, Tua becomes a much more viable option for fantasy players and in individual uh, prop markets. But really, the NFL is, I mean, it's well known. It's a quarterback league. The quarterback is the straw that stirs the drink, both from a team perspective, a fan perspective, and from a betting perspective. They have an outsized impact. You know anything that's in service to those to those players. So an offensive lineman like Bakhtiari, a, a incredible uh, pass catcher like Tyreek Hill, they will have an impact. You know, kind of by proxy. But really, if a player is not a one of those top fifteen quarterbacks, uh, a lot of them are considered um, kind of an entry apiece. They'll have a pretty minimal impact on a on a betting market. Now I want to get a little more specific. Obviously, we look uh, go to the baseball side of things. We look at the start, uh, the unofficial start of the second half of the season. The Brewers two and a half games up in the Cardinals right now. And as the Brewers go, offensively speaking, what are the odds that not only, one, they win the division, but two, what they do in the postseason? I know there's other teams that are ranked much, much higher than they are. Obviously, the Yankees' number one team right now picked to win the World Series. But in, in, in say, uh, confidence betting, where do the Brewers fall in all of that? Well, it's funny, Bill, I was, I was listening to your recent conversation about whether or not the Brewers should be buyers at the deadline. And right now the Brewers are 20 to 1 to win the World Series. So that implies a little bit less than a 5% chance of winning it all. They're plus 850 to win the National League, so uh, you know about, about a 10% chance of winning just the, uh, just the National League. Like That's not a team that's knocking on the door of a World Series championship. They are prohibitive favorites. They're minus 215 to win the NL Central, which is you know almost 70% implied odds there. So they're, despite being a, a pretty heavy favorite to win their division, they're still a pretty big underdog to win it all. Um, and, and that tells me that unless they're making a series of enormous moves to add, a, like, you've, like you've talked about before, a huge bat and a huge arm, even then, I don't see. I mean, I don't think any realistic Brewers fan sees that happening based on the way this this uh, team is is owned and operated. So I I think this team would be probably better off staying put or making a small move and just hoping to win a series than going for broke and, and winning a World Series. That that feels unlikely. And knowing their their uh, the way their odds are right now, I don't see it having. A, uh, I don't see their odds moving very much. So at the beginning of the season, a lot of people picked, I think it was 87 wins uh, was kind of the Brewers average. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's so I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to still look at some of these odds and some of these win totals and such, is there a team right now that you like that is going to exceed expectations? And is there a team right now that you want to stay away from? Well, I think the. Seattle Mariners, it's, it's not a, I mean, a lot of the value is gone right now because of their recent incredible win streak um, heading into the uh, all-star break. But I think the Mariners break their streak of uh, playoff um, appearances. They haven't made a playoff series. I'm actually a, a something of a Mariners fan myself. I remember watching those playoff games a million years ago back in 2001. 
I think this is the year the Mariners break that streak. I think they are starting to put it together. A lot of the potential is being realized. I think they're a team to buy uh, moving forward. Unfortunately, they're, they're up against, in their division, a powerhouse like the Astros, a top three World Series favorite right now. But I would be looking to buy on the Seattle Mariners in the second half of the season. Uh, I, I do have to ask you before I let you go real quick. I know that Major League Baseball expressed some concerns over sports betting and the legalization while the NBA is embracing it. The NFL has fully embraced it uh, for a while now, and that's what's actually propped the NFL up to be the number one sport in, pretty much in America. So give me your thoughts on Major League Baseball's hesitation when it comes to legalizing betting on its sport. Major League Baseball's run, you know, in my opinion, pretty strangely and uh, with a pretty antiquated model. And I think they'll come along sooner than later. But they are, I think, very foolish to not be embracing uh, betting in all of its forms. They do have a formal relationship with, with my employer, the Action Network, so they're not anti-gambling entirely. But I think their, their feet dragging will end up just hurting them and their bottom line. And I think they're seeing the success and the, and the revenue streams that are coming into the other major league sports. And I think that will ultimately money will talk. And I think that will change their change their minds within the next season or two matt i look forward to a great season with you buddy mondays fridays we'll get it done i appreciate it okay can't wait thanks bill all right buddy there you go matt mitchell gonna be with us quite a bit of the action network you can download the action network app you don't have to just go with your gut feeling get some great bets get some great information right there on the action network download the action network app it's all brought to you by potawatomi hotel casino Go in there and make your summer fun. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.